Welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm Sky Edmonds, portrait photographer of 19 years, photographer educator of 15 years, and intuitive business and life coach. I help heart-centered photographers expand their income and impact through nervous system regulation, energetics, somatic connection, and business strategy so that they can become the bold, visible face of their brand. Welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast episode has been brought to you by the word no and the powerful truth that the word no is a full sentence. <laughs> so yes, we are talking about boundaries today, specifically business boundaries. It will most likely be a two-parter because y'all, I can't with editing super long podcast episodes. And unless you've done it, don't come for me. It feels like a full circle moment for me. Whenever I teach on boundaries to my workshop attendees or my coaching clients, as I have a unique history with the topic of boundaries. Back in the 90s, yes, we are going back to the greatest decade of all decades. Well, my mom got sick and tired of being sick and tired, so she decided to join a group recovery meeting called Generations, which covered things like boundaries, codependency, and essentially healing generational wounds, which now we know as trauma. The group met once a week, and she actually became a facilitator for the group pretty quickly. My mom was a single mom at the time and a very successful entrepreneur, and actually, she is one of the reasons why I became an entrepreneur myself at age 22. I first started with cleaning houses so I could stay with my baby. I was also in college at the time for a professional writing degree. I then dropped out. <laughs> and pursued photography, and here I am, almost 20 years later. The location was at a church we started attending not too long prior, even though it was an hour's drive to get there. I was 13 at the time, so I'm not sure why my mom dragged me along to her group meetings. I didn't actually go into the meetings. Like many 80s and 90s kids, I was a full-on latchkey kid starting at age seven, so I don't know why I was there, but it wasn't long before the church started a group for the members, tweens, and teens called Second Generations, and we were quite the group of ragtag ruffians, and I loved it. At this time, I was full-on in my Mariah Carey's music box era. So I can still see myself wearing short A-line skirts, a cropped fuzzy sweater, white knee socks, chunky heeled shoes, of course, and baby breaths in my hair. Sigh. Those were the days. I actually have many fond memories of the group, and I'm Facebook friends with one of the teachers still today. She's a doll. I'm grateful I was able to learn about boundaries at such a young age, and into my 20s, I had read all the Townsend books on boundaries and safe people. So, I must have had an amazing teen years and 20s, right? Um, no, I was still a hot mess thanks to trauma, nervous system dysregulation, and unfortunately, 
The group never taught us how to process or sit with our feelings. So we had a bunch of feelings, but we weren't taught what to do with it. But I'd like to think that time in my life would have been way more treacherous without having had that group and those concepts in my life. Now that that's all been said, let's move on to the teaching. Before we get started into all things boundaries in business, first, what are boundaries? If you don't have an understanding or a handle on boundaries and boundary setting in your personal life, you most likely will not be able to do so in your business either. After all, your business is a reflection or a mirror to you and your personal life. If you look close enough and invite in awareness, you may see the struggles from your day-to-day life or relationships also playing out in your business. Lack of boundaries and fear or hesitancy in saying no? Codependency with other people instead of walking out your personal autonomy? Outsourcing validation and acceptance by looking to others? Looking to others or your bank account to make you feel safe and secure? Masking or hiding your authentic self in order to fit in? Perhaps you resort to becoming little girl-like, powerless. When you come across certain personality types in your clients that remind you of your mom or your dad or whomever, I could go on. Hopefully, you get the picture. What is a boundary? Whether a boundary in your business or in your personal life. Boundaries are simply the lines we draw for ourselves in terms of our level of comfort around others. It's where you end and they begin and what type of behavior or treatment you will tolerate or you won't. Boundaries are about what you are going to do or not do. An example of not a boundary. If you continue to speak to me like this, you will need to leave the room. An example of an actual boundary. If you continue to speak to me like this, I will remove myself from the room. You can only give boundaries in regard to yourself. You cannot use a boundary to tell people what they can do with their free will. Yes, we still have free will. And if you want to know more about free will and the power of human choice, read David Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force. It is very enlightening. Boundaries typically fall into a few specific categories. Emotional, protecting your emotional well-being. Physical, protecting your physical space. Sexual, protecting your needs and safety sexually. Workplace, protecting your ability to do your work without interference or drama. Material, protecting your personal belongings. And time, protecting the use and misuse of your time. So, for example, I protect my time in business by having a boundary on when I will reschedule sessions or I require a retainer for my sessions so that way I eliminate people who just don't show up. I feel like that was a pretty good summary on boundaries in general. So let's move on to boundaries in business. Business boundaries are guidelines that you put in place so that you can do your best work, 
serve your clients in a powerful way and still feel rested and energized. I love the idea of rested and yet energized. You, being the business owner and human being behind your business, boundaries in business are another way you can show love and respect to yourself. If you've been on this podcast before, you know one of the themes is about you being the leading energy of your business. It starts with you. If I want to be respected by my clients, I better start with myself first. Having boundaries in business is another way you could show value to your clients and offer them another level of service. How so? Remember how I talked about in the nervous system episodes that when we are living in a survival state, we lose access to our prefrontal cortex, our logical, rational brain, and we dip into our lower or our reactionary brain. We also lose access to things like creativity. And I don't know about you, but I need my creativity as a ride or die because without it, I will not be able to fully serve my clients in the way they expect and in the way they deserve. When I show up in my business space well-boundaried, okay, is that a word? Because it is now. I am not going to be resentful or burned out from going above and beyond what I'm okay with. And when I respect myself and my business enough to have boundaries, clients will usually follow my lead and respect me too. If you're like, no way, Sky, let me tell you about this client. Baby, save it for Oprah. You won't find sympathy here because my sympathy won't help you here. What will help you is to know that almost all client relation issues can be traced back to the photographer. Either a client communication issue the photographer's leaky energy, expectations not discovered and steered in the right direction, or the photographer ignored red flags or their intuition. You get my point. And no, I won't be diving into any of that today, saving that for another podcast episode in the future. Before we go on, let's touch on the topic of people-pleasing for a moment. I don't intend to really talk about people-pleasing as, again, that's a whole nother podcast episode right there, but I wanted to bring it up as I know many people self-identify as people-pleasers. If you study the topic of people-pleasing, you'll find that oftentimes, not always, of course, people-pleasers struggle a lot with resentments. And it's understandable as people-pleasing is essentially abandoning oneself in order to gain the love, like, protection, approval, and permission from other people. It's something that is often learned in childhood on a subconscious level, of course. And I know that people-pleasers are often the butt of jokes or they themselves will poke fun of their struggles, but... Can we just sit for a moment with that little girl? That little girl who had to hide who she really was or who had to leave herself in order to get her emotional needs met. Sometimes they were met. Other times they were not. 
Can we show love to her? The little girl who was silent, sweet, compliant, or even hidden so she didn't cause her caregivers to notice her because to have been heard, seen, or noticed would have been like death to her. It's not so funny, is it? In fact, every struggle or pattern that you may be dealing with in life, there's a little girl or little boy behind it who used it to survive, who needed it to survive. Their little minds didn't have a rational mind at such a young age to lean on. It was all survival instincts. I know for me, I don't identify as a people pleaser. I have had boundary issues, but I just, my issue is I'm an avoidant attachment. So when I was a little girl and my needs weren't met, I stopped asking. I said, I'm just going to stop having needs. I'm going to be as independent as possible because I don't want to feel the pain of them not seeing me, of them not hearing me, of them being so broken in their own stuff that they couldn't give me what I desperately needed. And so I went into life shut down. Always a space between me and the person that I loved to protect myself. Can I sit with that little girl? Yes, I have. Many, many, many times. Keep a lookout for a future podcast all about people-pleasing photographers. Hopefully coming soon. I try to put out content on my podcast based on my intuition. I have many ideas brewing. But I wait until my body lets me know it's time to get that message out. Here are some signs you may need some boundaries in your business or you may need to reinforce the ones you already have. For example, business policies, which we're going to talk about in part two. You try to do too much or even try to take on it all. Your energy, your body, your sleep. Your home life suffers. So ladies, how's that cortisol? (laughs) Hair falling out? Hormones out of whack? Hmm. You get resentful of clients who put demands on your time. How dare they email me at 2 a.m. and expect a response? Well, have you been responding to them at 2 a.m. every time thus far because, quote unquote, you've been up editing anyways? Hmm? You get burned out or overwhelmed. You in the nervous system dysregulation and all that it brings. You know that you're not serving clients like you should or would desire to. Some of you might be like both hands raised saying big relate, right? And some of you might see yourself in a few of the above situations. Boundaries in your business help you show up as your highest self. Furthermore, they help you protect your energy as the CEO of your business and manage those client expectations. Like the saying goes, expectations are nothing more than future resentments. It's always best to manage a client's expectations from the start of your relationship for the sake of the relationship. Okay. 
Gather around, everyone. It's story time. (laughs) Yes, I want to tell you a story about a farmer and his goats. There once was a farmer who had a beautiful garden full of award-winning squash. He was so proud of his achievements. One day he went outside to check on his gorgeous gourds and somehow the goats got out of their pen and were eating his beloved squash. The farmer was livid and began waving his arms in the air, yelling at the goats. How dare they eat his squash? Of course, owning a goat myself, I know that those goats were not phased by the farmer's anger. They probably derived strength from it. My goat, her name is Violet, and I call her Violence. Oh, she's she's not really violent, but she's a goat. And goats are like goats. They are their own vibe, right? If you've ever experienced goats, you know exactly what I mean by that. So let's continue with our story. The farmer's mad. He's yelling at the goats. But the thing was, this farmer had no fence around his precious squash. Or in another version of the story, he had a fence... But he did no upkeep to reinforce the fence and or the gate was left partially open. Can this farmer justify being mad at the goats when the goats are acting just like goats do? Goats are going to goat after all. Think about your photography business or even your life in general. Think about the relationships you may have with your spouse, parents, in-laws, siblings, or children. Blurring the lines of where you end and where they begin doesn't serve anyone, especially you. Being flexible is a part of good customer service. Being a doormat is just bad business. Boundaries are not about building walls that no one can enter. They are properly maintained fences with gates that you choose who and when and why people enter and for how long. After all, goats are going to goat. Build your fence. Protect what you value. I hope you have enjoyed this first part of Boundaries in Business. Stay tuned later this week. I will post part two, and we are going to dive into some of my business policies, and I will connect how important they are for the photographer. Thank you so much for joining me. Even though this is just part one, I hope you have had some takeaway moments, and I'd love to hear what you think. You can always leave me a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, which I would so appreciate. Or you can always DM me on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. Until next time.